Are we ready? No? Oh, oh, is that Bob? We don't listen to Bob. That's okay. Well, good morning, Stony Creek. It's good to see all of you. I'm Barb McCarwich. I'll be your liturgist today. And Laurel Ayer is going to be helping. She's going to be delivering the message. We have Dave, who's going to be talking to us about what happened at the annual conference. And we have just a, a couple of announcements. Uh, June 12th is going to be the last day of Sunday school till the fall. I don't see any of the little cherubs this morning. So uh, Bible study, the last one is this Tuesday on Prophets and Kings. Then we're going to take a break and start again in July. And uh, our summer play dates are coming June 22nd from 2 to 4 on Wednesdays. And um, got a question for you, all of you. We're sure that there were eight picnic tables in the pavilion. And we can only count six now. And so we're just going to throw it out there just in case somebody may have borrowed some picnic tables for some function and didn't say anything to anybody. So we're just wondering if you did, that's all fine and dandy, but let us know since those, those picnic tables are heavy and they're not easy to move. So I believe, does anybody have anything else for announcements or anything? Okay. Um, we are going, Something. Bob does. We're still looking for ushers for this month and uh, month after that's July, and, and and even the rest of the year. But uh, we have people that are doing two or three months in a row and that kind of stuff, and uh, we'd like a little more help. Thank you. And we'll have Dave talk to us about annual conference now. Good morning, church. I bring you greetings from Pastor Swanson, who says hi to you all and is glad that you have a good church. And also Pastor Nate, who has graduated from being a student pastor to a licensed local pastor. So the conference was very interesting. I had a hard time grasping the theme, morning to dancing. Because all I could think of was waking up in the morning and I don't feel like dancing right in the morning. But the theme had to do with the fact that we had not met in two years as an annual conference in person. So the theme was from morning, the fact that we hadn't met in two years, to the fact that we were there in person and dancing. And we each had a name tag, and we had the opportunity to buy little things. This was my name type, and I bought happy to see you. But other than that, the, grasping the morning to dancing, I thought of the book of Ruth, where Naomi, Naomi and her husband and three children, two children went to from Judea, Jerusalem, down to Canaan. And while she was there, her, two husbands di her husband died and her two sons died. And the wives of the two sons were Moabites, so they, and Naomi says to them, go, go back to your people. I'm going back to Judea 
Jerusalem. But Ruth said, no, I will follow you where you go. Now you've got to realize that Naomi was down in the dumps. She'd lost her husband, her two children. And so Naomi and Ruth went back to Judea, Bethlehem, of Jerusalem. And when they got there, Ruth was gathering feed and the stuff in the fields, and she met Boaz. And Boaz married Ruth. And that's where the dancing comes in. Because Naomi was down in the dumps before she lost her family. But yet Ruth came back with her and married Boaz, which was one of her kinfolk. And that was able to carry Naomi to make her happy again, to dance again, so to speak. Because Naomi, uh, Ruth married Boaz, and people may not realize this, but Ruth is a great-great-grandmother of Jesus. Also, another one I thought about was morning was when Lazarus was in the grave for three days and his sisters were mourning him. And Jesus came back and raised him from the dead and the sisters were dancing because he was alive again. So that's sort of what the theme was, how we as people get down in the dumps and mourn and so forth, but yet things happen that raise us up and make us happy. And part of the theme for the conference was the 30th Psalm, which I'll read part to you. It's a Psalm of David. I will exalt you, O Lord, for you lift me up out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. O Lord, my God, I call to you from, for help, and you help me. O Lord, you brought me up from the grave. You spared me from going down into the pit. So there's joy and mourning there. Now, the themes were pretty good. The annual conference was June 2nd through the 4th, and the first day, the two, uh, Thursday, was kind of boring in the morning because that's when they had the 5K run, and they had the golf. So nothing really happened until eh, 1 o'clock or so after we had lunch. And then Bishop David delivered a sermon, an opening sermon, which was really good. He really talked about how the conference is getting together again after being away for two years, and it was really good. It was really interesting. And the items that we voted on, they were, uh, and really and truly, when you look at them, they don't really pertain to the church. They pertain to the feelings of the people. And most of them are, contact your state legislatures and get them to do this or get them to do that or contact your federal congress and ask them to do your help. The only ones that were really important were the ones that pertained actually to the conference, the budget and so forth. So, but if you want, I can give you information on the items that were voted upon. The service of recognition and commissioning was very good. The bishop delivered a very good sermon about how the pastors are the congregation's forefront. They have to be able to help the congregation, to lead the congregation, but they also have to be able to help the congregation by listening to the congregation, by not being me, 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 just be back, step back, and let the congregation lead him, so to speak.
And that's about it. And the other thing was, morning tonight when we were in the hall, we walked around like this. It's kind of boring wearing your mask for seven hours. But other than that, the conference was good. I enjoyed it. And the food at the hotel is good. You have good food. I must say, though, this time I had the best room that I ever had. It was in the tower at Grand Traverse. And it was a corner room. And I looked out over the scenery. And I even had a balcony this time. So it was a pretty good room. So if you have any questions, see me later. I hope this satisfied what you were looking for. God bless you. And praise Ben. It's your show. Thank you very much, Dave. So we have three songs to share this morning, and I would invite you that all who are able, could you stand with us as we uh, share the first song together? That will be in your red folder, number 59, Shine, Jesus, Shine. And we'll sing this as written, and then we'll be seated for the other two songs. This is Shine, Jesus, Shine.
be seated. And now we'll share together number 23, Father, I Adore You. As recorded in the book of John, chapter 14, Jesus gave his disciples words of encouragement, saying, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. Jesus went on to say, I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid.
I think at the very beginning, we forgot to mention, I forgot to mention, it's Pentecost. Therefore, red, the flame. Some of us were red. Okay. Now, if you will join me in our opening prayer, we'll read together. Holy God, who comes to us in breath, visits us from the throne of heaven and sets us aflame with the amazement and joy. You open our paths to the new visions and guide our feet deeper into your wisdom. Give us faith to trust your presence through Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. In an, our invitation to the offering, because God first loved us, we are made to love one another for the sake of the life of the world. Offer yourselves, your time, and your possessions as signs of love. If you'll join us now in the doxology. Praise God from the blessings. 
You may be seated. Make us thankful every day, O oh God, for the gifts that alight upon us from your bounty. Guide us to use these offerings to your glory for the health of your people and this creation. Amen. Well, we are minus children today, so we won't do the youth moment unless some of you want to come and sit down here. I'm not going to. I'd get down. I'd never get back up. So at this point, why don't we all join in the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Okay. Our next hymn is Spirit of Faith, Come Down. It's in the red hymnal on page 332.
prayers of the people. I'm going to be reading some, or wait, joys and concerns. I'm sorry, Teresa, right? She's got the mic, and if anybody has any joys and concerns. My mother-in-law, Pat Bonnier, is at U of M, and I'm told she's not doing well. She's 83, and God help her with whatever comes next. I've got two things. I've got a concern and I've got uh, a glorious feeling that I have right now. I just completed my 44th radiation treatment and uh, hopefully uh, I'll know in a couple months whether it did any good or not. But also, it's really bothering me about all these shootings and this kind of thing that's going on. Uh, the, there's a jeweler in Detroit that we just shot the day before yesterday and he happened to be the sponsor of my grandson's softball team that's been going all over the country playing softball. And my grandson is really down, and it, it makes everybody down. It makes me down just thinking about it, and you don't know how close this stuff is coming. So pray for that uh, this does not continue the way it is. Thank you. Nothing else. I think we all pray for peace and an end coming to the senseless killing of not only children, but every human being. Okay, for our prayers of the people, um, I'll be reading a line, and then when I get to the point that says, God, in your mercy, you get to respond with, hear our prayer. With joy for the gift of the Holy Spirit, together, let us pray for the well-being of the church, the world, and all in need, saying, God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you for the wonder that erupted on the day of Pentecost, for the birth of the church, for the gifts of the amazement and challenge, and for all the witnesses whose lives have been altered by your power alive in our world. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For the many peoples of this earth whose visions differ, whose languages offer special insights, whose ways of worship and compassion feed our own, we thank you. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For the earth itself, through whose creatures we see your love, and in whose winds we remember the coming of the Spirit, we thank you. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Make us grateful for the confounding experiences the Holy Spirit's presence creates in our lives, for the marvel of new visions, for the wisdom and prophetic words, and for the prayers of your great high priest. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Make us hungry to protect the health and nurturance of all people. Let your fire burn in the leaders of the nations 
and governors and mayors on city councils and school boards guard the lives of peacemakers, soldiers, philosophers, and artists. Pool the skills and passion of all your people for the sake of our delight and the nourishment of others. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give comfort to all people who are refugees from war and famine, those who are lonely and frightened, ill, imprisoned, homeless, or without work, and those who face death today. We pray especially for those we name now silently in our hearts and mind. We'll have a moment of silence. God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Knowing it is your Holy Spirit who has flowed through your witnesses of ages past, we give you thanks for all the saints who have gone before us. With them and with confidence that you hear our prayers, we commend all for whom we lift our voices trusting that you give more than we need. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now let us join together as we read our prayer for illumination. Holy wisdom, you are the pillar of fire that leads us into each new moment of our lives. By the power of your Spirit, settle now into our hearts and illumine your will through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay. Need a drink of water in just a moment. Okie dokie. Our first scripture reading comes from Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. <clears throat> Page 1. 118 in the Pew Bible. For all, <clears throat> for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if we are in fact suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our next song is Spirit of God, Descend Upon My Heart. It is number 500 in the red hymnal.
Our second scripture reading comes from Acts 2, chapter 2, verses 1 through 21, page 1078 in the Pew Bible. The coming of the Holy Spirit. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in their languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every people under the heaven living in Jerusalem. <clears throat> and at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Okay, bear with me. These words are not simple. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phygra, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to the Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. Peter addresses the crowd. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Fellow Jews and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord, Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be God. to God. Let us join in singing the, singing the spirit song.
Well, Pentecost. All you wanted to know, and maybe some you didn't, but you're going to hear about it today. And I don't think there's a quiz afterwards, but pay attention, because there might be. Today is Pentecost Sunday, and what does Pentecost mean? The word Pentecost comes from a Greek word meaning 50th. Remember from your language studies in school, Pentiment 5, at least in the stuff that I studied, Latin and <laughs> Spanish, and I don't know about the other ones. So Pentecost turns out to be 50th. Pentecost is 50 days after Passover. The Jewish festival of Pentecost, called Shavat, translates as weeks in Hebrew, but Greek-speaking Jewish people named it Pentecost. It falls on the 50th day after the original Passover. That's really clear, right? As long as you remember it's 50 days after Easter, you're in tight. Pentecost was originally an agricultural festival celebrating the first harvest of the growing season. Later, it became a commemoration of the giving of the land of Canaan to the people of Israel. Later, it morphed into an observance of God giving the Torah, or law, to Moses on Mount Sinai. All these important times are important times for celebration, but nothing in those celebrations indicates the power that was unleashed on this day as recorded in Acts. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like a rush of a violent wind, and it filled the en entire house where they were sitting. It certainly caught the disciples by surprise. They were used to a low-key holiday, not like Yom Kippur or Rosh Hashanah, which were and are big, Jew big Jewish celebrations. Instead, they found themselves in an encounter with God that literally blew them away. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember last week when Pastor Michael talked about Passover? And at the Passover meal, Jesus gathered his disciples together to take bread, the body of Christ, and wine, the blood of Christ, to remember him as he ascended to his Father. Now comes Pentecost, 50 days after Easter. It is called the birthday of the church because on that day, Christians culminate the celebration and work of the church that was begun on Easter day. On Pentecost, disciples guided by the Holy Spirit began to tell others about Jesus. They began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every people under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. You know, I've thought about this and read it over and over. And you've heard about people being gifted by the Holy Spirit and talking in tongue, something, talking different than you understand. And there's all these people from all over listening to these disciples, and they all spoke a different language. And each of them heard the message that the disciple was saying in their own language. 
Think about that. Now, whether they were really speaking all these languages or it was a gift that the people heard those languages, I don't know. I can only guess. But it's astounding that it happened. The disciples started to belong to a new community, a community of those who believe in Jesus Christ. For the early church, Pentecost was the second most important part of the Christian year after Easter. <clears throat> Originally, Pentecost commemorated both the ascension of Jesus and the descending of the Holy Spirit, but they became two distinct celebrations by the end of the fourth century. In early Christianity, Easter was a primary day for baptisms. The newly baptized were trained in basic Christian doctrine and the meaning of the sacraments. They prepared to take up their ministries in the life of the church. In the early church, Christians at Pentecost also celebrated new members, and today some churches do confirmation and baptism on Pentecost. Okay, so what's the big deal with red and white everywhere? These two colors are historically associated with Pentecost. Red is the visual reminder of the tongues of fire that empowered the apostles and others to proclaim their good news of Christ's resurrection in many languages to large crowds of pilgrims from many lands. Those being baptized were given new white robes to wear as a sign that they had shed the world of sin and risen to a new life in Christ. Pentecost in Germany is known as Whitsuntid, or Whitsuntide, or White Sunday. White is also in reference to the spirit in white dove form descending on Jesus. The season after Pentecost is the time of the church year to support new disciples and the whole congregation and living out the gifts we've been given in the name of Jesus and with the power of the Holy Spirit. So... Let there be red. Red is the color of spirit and the color of flame. It is a reminder that first start, of that first startling presence that came and rested on them. This amazing moment, this throbbing with power moment, here we find a peaceful moment, not aggressive, not flashy or earthquaking. This moment is described much differently than you would expect. We are being granted the power of the Holy Spirit. So, what to do with this power? Let us do something dramatic, something memorable, something befitting. Pentecost is not static, not tame, not reserved. Pentecost is not a time or place of calm. This is a day for playing with fire, figuratively. This is a day to fling open the windows and let the wind blow through. Are we set on fire, a flame that stirs us to spread the word of God? Where is our passion? Where is our passion? Are we doing the ministry set forth in Pentecost? What flame burns in you? What flame burns in our church? Are you willing and able to minister to each other, to the church, to your neighbors, to our community? to our country, to the world? What tongue speaks to you? Spread the good news, no matter what your tongue. May the Holy Spirit work in surprising ways 
in our church and in each other this year. Amen. We're beginning to get pretty good at this, huh? Um, our, our final song will be Sweet, Sweet Spirit. It's number 334. <laughs> Beloved children of God, love the commandments, keep them, honor them, do right by your neighbors, and listen to the Spirit. Now, may the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, guide you in the ways of God and fill you with the peace that only Christ can give. Amen. Mm -hmm.